Hello, lovers and friends. It's me, your main man, Borden. Today we're going to talk about the seminal Irish band, My Bloody Valentine. Let's go under the influence. So, uh, the band My Bloody Valentine formed in Dublin, Ireland in 1983 uh, with uh, Kevin Shields on guitar, Debbie Googe on bass guitar, and uh, Calm O'Closing on drums. Uh, David Conway was their original vocalist. Uh, he later left to become a sci-fi writer. Uh, when Conway was still in the band, uh, they did do a few recordings, not very many, uh, sort of in the vein of New Order, uh, sort of the early Jesus and Mary Chain records, uh, shit like that. Uh, but when Conway left, uh, they recruited a vocalist and guitar player by the name of Belinda Butcher, and she joined in 1987 and began to share vocal duties with Kevin Shields, who initially did not want to sing, uh, but they found that their voices sort of uh, uh, had rare compliments to one another, especially when Kevin Shields would take the higher register, Belinda Butcher would take the lower register, uh, creating a, a very unique mix there. So, uh, between 1987 and 88, uh, they did a lot of experiment, uh, experimentation with uh, composition, uh, playing production and, uh, and, and sort of song structures and things on a series of EPs. Uh, and that lasted until November of 1988 when they, were, uh, they released their first record. Uh, this uh, full-length album was called Isn't Anything? Um, and the, uh, the, that album has sort of a uh, dreamlike, out-of-focus quality about it. Uh, this is due to the melodies and the guitar lines. Uh, Belinda claims uh, to have sung most of her vocals after being woken up in the studio at about 7.30 in the morning, only getting a couple hours of sleep, and uh, immediately being asked to sing, which uh, kind of adds to that, you know, sort of sleepy sort of quality on the record. Um, the themes of that album are uh, romance, betrayal, crushes, lovesickness, uh, and the, the major thing about this album is that it can't really be compared to anything that was coming out around the time. Like, there, there are things that you can point to and be like, oh, that's sort of like, say, Sonic Youth, uh, but n nothing around that time sort of had the same sort of immersive, dreamlike uh, a quality that, uh, the My Bloody Valentine record had. Um, uh, key tracks off of Isn't Anything are, uh, Soft as Snow but Warm on the Inside, uh, Lose My Breath, Cupid Come, and Feed Me With Your Kiss. Uh, and that album was released to pretty rave reviews. Uh, it didn't sell a lot of copies, but people really enjoyed that album. Uh, and so from 88 to 91, they mostly toured. Um, in April of 1990, uh, they released the Glider EP, which uh, was named for the uh, guitar technique that uh, Kevin Shields had been developing. Uh, it's called Glide Guitar, so... Uh, your guitar is played through a lot of reverb through the amp. Um, two neighboring strings uh, would be tuned to almost the same pitch. 
uh, not quite, uh, again, contributing to this out-of-focus sort of dreamlike quality uh, that their music has, and uh, be uh, played while uh, holding down the whammy bar, which would waver the pitch uh, quite a bit. Uh, so, uh, the, the, the primary track on that EP where, where this guitar technique is, uh, best showcased is a track called Soon, uh, and, uh, that was really well received at the time. Um, afterwards, uh, they began work on the Tremolo EP, which was released in February of 1991, uh, and they can, uh, continued to experiment with song structures, things like that. Uh, and uh, in November of 91, they released their second uh, full-length album. That's entitled Loveless. Now, this one's the big one. Uh, this is the realization of the band's sound and vision. The vocals are mixed really low, almost undistinguishable on the album. Uh, the, the result is uh, sort of, you don't get full melodies. It's more melodic suggestions. Uh, and the, the lyrics are, are not outright or concrete. You can't really discern what they are, uh, which adds to the ethereal quality of the record. Now, uh, here are some things that critics at the time said about Loveless. Uh, this is Martin Aston in his review of the album for Q Magazine. Uh, the instrumental touched is like a drunken fight between a syrupy Disney soundtrack and an Eastern mantra, which uh, I, I like the way he worded that because that is very accurate to how that song sounds. Uh, Ira Robbins for Rolling Stone said, uh, Loveless oozes a sonic balm that first embraces and then softly pulverizes the frantic stress of life, uh, which... Uh, is also a great way to characterize how this song feels. Like, uh, there again, you can't really compare it to, to what's going on around it at the time. This is uh, sort of uncharted territory. Um, so, it, and in my opinion, it's more an effort in creating moods uh, and emotions rather than articulating or recreating uh, past ones or past experiences. Uh, so, uh, key tracks off of Loveless are the uh, songs Touched, uh, When You Sleep, uh, Come In Alone, and they re-recorded Soon as the closing track on the record. And uh, the, I, I, I really enjoy the re-recording. Uh, not that I don't enjoy the version on Glider, but uh, the, the re-recording, in my opinion, is uh, brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, major, well, at least two major rock figures, I should say, at the time, really enjoyed this record. Brian Eno uh, from Roxy Music and the acclaimed producer uh, and uh, sort of synthesizer god uh, said that soon uh, was the new standard for what a, 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 a pop or rock song could be. Uh, and Robert Smith of The Cure and at this time, you got to think it's the early 90s. You know, The Cure's been a around for a long time. Robert Smith of The Cure said that it made him feel embarrassed for the music he had been making because he wasn't trying to push any boundaries whatsoever. So Loveless came out to great critical acclaim. Again, did not make very much money, did not sell a lot of copies. Uh, so uh, they, they went on tour. Uh, they were unfortunately dropped 
from their label creation records due to the fact that production costs for uh, Loveless nearly bankrupted uh, the the record label. Uh, now, some of the reason why they might have been dropped is because uh, the head of creation records, Alan McGee, did not get along with Kevin Shields. They did not like each other. Alan McGee was not that high on My Bloody Valentine. He liked isn't anything, but he just did not see the point when, you know, Loveless took three years to make and costed, you know, almost a quarter of a million pounds sterling to make. So he didn't really understand why he ought to keep them on the label. Uh, so once they were dropped from the label, the band members went their separate ways. Uh, according to Kevin Shields, he, he essentially went nuts. Um, kind of became a hermit, uh, didn't really do a whole lot. He did do some sideman work, uh, later on, uh, most importantly with, uh, Dinosaur Jr. and with Patti Smith. Uh, he played guitar on Patti Smith's tribute to Robert Maplethorpe. Uh, Debbie Gooch, uh, formed, uh, Snow Pony with her girlfriend at the time, and, uh, then later on joined Primal Scream. Uh, Calmo Klosik, joined Hope Sandoval, who was the uh, front woman for Mazzy Star uh, in her solo band, and Belinda Butcher did some guest work, uh, but for the most part remained inactive. Uh, now, the, the, this period lasted from basically 92 until 2013, when the third My Bloody Valentine record did uh, come out. It was released to great uh, critical acclaim, um, and I will say that in my opinion, it's a respectable follow-up uh, to Loveless, but it's unnecessary. I would say that, you know, if there were hope that this band were going to keep going, say, e even if this album were released as late as, you know, 1999 or 2000, you know, eight, nine years after Loveless came out, and there was hope that this band was still going to create something great again, it would be necessary. Like, I don't hate this record. I just, I just feel like there was no reason to put out what essentially is Loveless 2, um, you know, 24 years after Loveless came out. There, there's just no reason for it. In my mind, I feel like the reviews were, were the result of uh, goodwill that they had earned off of Loveless and isn't anything. Uh, and... You know, even though this album only came out six years ago, no one talks about it. No one thinks about it. The only place you can find it's YouTube, or if you happen to purchase a physical copy of it. But nobody talks about this this record, and I kind of understand why. It's it's essentially a forgettable album. Um, so the legacy, the important thing to take away from the band My, My Bloody Valentine is there were the primary influences of uh, the bands Ride, Slow Dive, and Lush, those shoe shoegaze bands of the uh, early to mid-90s. Uh, and uh, shoegaze, if you're not aware, was a genre where it, it was coined shoegaze because uh, the, the, the guitar players in those bands had so many effects pedals uh, that they would just be standing still and staring at their feet for the whole show. So, hence shoegaze. Um... But uh, and, and My Bloody Valentine basically created that. 
It's important. It's very cool. Uh, it, they were a major influence on the Smashing Pumpkins, especially the first Smashing Pumpkins uh, record uh, called Gish. Uh, Billy Corgan has said as much. Uh, and I feel like Radiohead's work, especially after Kid A, um, and especially on In Rainbows, because uh, it, as far as I can tell, like Kid A and Hail, Hail to the Thief, all of those records, uh, they they kind of resemble My Bloody Valentine albums, but nothing is as tender. And then In Rainbows comes out, and In Rainbows really kind of does feel like uh, a fleshed out My Bloody Valentine album, uh, and it's probably my favorite Radiohead record. Uh, and also an influence on one of my favorite bands, The Verve, uh, especially their early work. Uh, they they uh, had a lot of impact on that. So My Bloody Valentine was an important band. I really recommend you check out, uh, especially as in anything, and Loveless. Uh, both of those records would be, if I were to make, you know, my top 100 albums of all time, those would both be on those lists. Uh, so, so check them out and, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy the music. All right. Thank you very much. My name is Borton. Borton out. Mm-hmm.